Today is July 31st, and this is episode 7. Hit the music. Big bad and never sad, here's the bros being dudes. Welcome to the Bros Being Dudes podcast. Uh, this is episode seven. You know, thankful to get the lucky number seven. Garrett, the chair. It's loud. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, UFC, UFC two fourteen fight this past Saturday night. Uh, some top stories, some NFL stuff. Andrew Luck sounding ridiculous, and uh, Lev Bell. So uh, let's just uh, well, well, first Garrett, how are you doing? How we doing? Yeah, Tyler. Uh, I'm doing good. Good. Let's uh, let's jump into UFC 214. Uh, the main fight obviously was John Bones Jones versus Daniel Cormier. Uh, let's read a little something here from uh, ESPN. John John Jones reclaimed the undisputed light heavyweight championship at UFC 214 by knocking out Daniel Cormier at 301 into the third round. Uh, the victory put an end to Jones' long rivalry with Cormier, who held the title for two years d- during his uh, absent from absence from the sport. Cormier appeared to be finding his groove in the second round, but everything turned on the head kick that happened in the third round, staggered backwards, and eventually tripped near the fence where Jones just dropped some elbows, some punches, and then uh, referee John McCarthy called it. After the win... Uh, his 10th career knockout, Jones uh, heaped praise on Cormier and then called out the former UFC heavyweight champion and WWE star Brock Lesnar, uh, challenging him to a fight, obviously. Cormier, who lost uh, only to Jones during his, uh, only once to Jones during his professional career, was emotional after the loss. Um, I don't know, man. Cormier said, I thought the fight was going well. I don't even know what happened. I got kicked in the head. Oh, man. I am so disappointed. Um, asked to comment on the rivalry uh, with Jones, Cormier said, I don't know. If you win both fights, there is no rivalry. You guys, first reactions to UFC, John Jones, knocking them out. Um, it was a good fight, pretty competitive through the first three, uh, for first two rounds, you know, just like their uh, first fight um, a couple years ago. Um, tough to see uh, Cormier, you know, be interviewed right after a fight like that. Uh, you know, it meant so much to him. And, He's uh, crying. Yeah, he was crying in the ring. It's tough. It was tough to see. What I found interesting was, I would have said Cormier won the first two rounds, mm-hmm. but by like total strikes, Jones was actually like had more strikes in the first two rounds than Cormier did. Although uh, Cormier had more headshots, so I think that's kind of why you thought he won the first two rounds. And then when the third round came around, uh, you know, John Jones just kind of took control. Uh, he looked like the better fighter at that point. Yeah, Jones landed more, but um, yeah, Cormier was just having a better first two rounds, I thought. Not statistically, but it looked like he was winning yeah. the fight. And Cormier has only lost to Jones, so obviously he was in tears crying and uh, kind of felt bad for him. Tyler, do you feel bad for him? I don't know why they're interviewing him right after the fight. Like, kind he of got knocked out, so like I don't know why you would go after him. That man's clearly not in the right state of mind. In the first fight, he was crying in the locker room, you know, yeah. back in his locker room, and then this time he's crying in the Why do they do that? Why do they go right to him after the fight? He got knocked out. And- well, when he got knocked out, he came up, and he was pretty upset, yeah. I think, with McCarthy for calling it. I think he thought he had a chance, which he later said that he had. that was a good call on his part. 
It was. I Either think. that or he was pissed. I don't I know what it was. McCarthy let it go a few extra hits. Like yeah. He should have called it a couple hits before, but... He didn't know where he was. He wanted to he give Cormier a, a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They usually don't interview uh, the loser in the ring right after the fight. Tough. Joe Rogan just came right over to him. He's like, oh, hello. Afterwards, uh, he apologized, uh, Joe Rogan, because oh, he? Like, he usually doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Tyron Woodley beat, uh, I don't know how to say it, Damian Maya. Maya. Yeah. yeah. That was really boring. Boring fight. They were just staring at each other and like yeah. looking like they're going to go at it. Yeah. Would Maya had 20 attempted takedowns and missed them all. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get a single one. He was trying to tackle him the whole time. Yeah. Very slippery at Tyron. He was slipping yeah. his legs out, and they said that doesn't normally happen in regular wrestling because they wear shoes, I guess. Yep. So that he can't do that in regular wrestling. But it's in the not UFC, good technique, they said. Can't really wear shoes in UFC because they kick each other. This so. isn't regular wrestling. This is uh, Woodley is UFC. ripped up, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monster. And then uh, in the women's, Cyborg beat Avenger. She just beat the crap out of her the whole fight. You know, that was UFC 214. It would be interesting to see... Um, if he, if uh, John Jones could get a fight with Brock Lesnar, that'd be cool to see. But Brock Lesnar's got to figure out a way to get cleared by the the U.S. doping agency. Yeah, he um, had that run in last time or whatever after mm-hmm. his fight. Is he retired? I don't think so. Brock Lesnar? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. He works for the WWE, not the UFC. Right. But they might, you know, bring him back. That'd be cool. I think that'd be an interesting fight. I'd certainly want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Although Dana White said John Jones' next fight won't be against Brock Lesnar, maybe after. Yeah, I'm wondering who his next fight will be against because there's no really or anybody else really in their division who seems to be like an actual challenger. Only time will tell. What's the one problem with being that good is you just run out of people to face. Yeah, because you know, in his two years, you know, absence from the. In the UFC, you know, everybody was taking on Cormier, and they all lost to him, you know. So who's really got to challenge – who's going to challenge John Jones then, you know? Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, top stories. Nick, Rob Nickovich, uh, ended his uh, 11-year career on Sunday. The Patriots linebacker announced his retirement at the age of 33 during a press conference. Belichick uh, confirmed the report and the decision saying he was uh, – with mixed emotions and that he couldn't thank uh, Ninkovich enough for his contributions to the franchise. He was quoted saying, never coached a more unselfish player, and I've coached a lot of them, but you go right up there in the top echelon group. That's that's pretty high praise from Belichick. Uh, he had the second most sacks in the Belichick era, right under Rabel. Both pretty versatile guys, those two. Fair. He said he was with uh, mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. What's he mixed with? I feel like he just feels sad. He, yeah, you but he probably happy? was upset that he didn't play. Oh, I'm guessing. Well, did he go to like all the OTAs and stuff like that throughout the spring and stuff? I don't know if he did. I know he didn't show up to to training camp, or he missed the first three. So then he called it. I don't know what's going on. He was thinking before this yeah. that he was going to retire, and then the other day he just made it official. Right. All his teammates were. There in the press conference, mm-hmm. waiting to hug him afterwards. Like everyone on the team That's was cool. there. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck spoke the other day about how his uh, shoulder rehab is going, coming off surgery. Apparently, he hasn't 
well, now we know he hasn't thrown a ball yet. Uh, it's kind of scary for the Colts. He uh, gave a, an interview for the first time. Uh, let's play that right now. Let's listen to Andrew Luck's unique voice. I felt like how I've progressed is how that I needed to progress and how my body and how my shoulder would handle things. So I, I haven't been too worried or too caught up and I need to be here by a certain date or here by a certain date because, because then if, then I think it's, it's unfair to the process uh, that, that I'm going through with, you know, the doctors, trainers, rehab, everybody. Uh, I, I have not felt any uh, undue pressure or unwarranted pressure, I think, to do something that might not be in my best self-interest. And it's weird to sort of be selfish in a, in a sense, uh, but, but again, from talking to guys and, and the trainers and the doctors and, and, and everybody, it, you sort of have to make sure you take care of yourself. I say that there's no reason to freak out. You know, I will be better than I was coming into this. I'll be better coming out of it. I know that. And, and I don't know what day it's going to be. I don't know what week. I don't know when it's going to be, but I, but I definitely will be. And there's no reason to freak out. Uh, and on that note, I mean, it, it, football's the greatest team game in the world. You know, no, no one person is bigger than the team, and I've, always, and I've always felt that. And I know we've got a, we've got a solid, solid team uh, that's, that's forming, you know, at, at this complex. And so, no reason to freak out. No reason to freak out. Uh, Tyler, first reactions? I feel like when he talks, there's just something in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. You can't hear him, like, quite clearly. Very nasally. Very nasally. Just very Andrew Lucky. I don't know what he was going on about, but I guess he's saying he's going to be back and better than he was before, which I find a little skeptical because he hasn't yeah, thrown a ball yet. Yeah, he's got a shoulder surgery. How does he know how he feels? Yeah. He's like a month away from like mm -hmm. their first regular season matchup, and he hasn't thrown a ball yet. You know, said it's a team game, which he's right. Uh, but uh, Angel Luck's a pretty big part of that team. So. The biggest part of that team. Without him, that team is awful. He said he was still unsure if he was going to play week one or not. I'd be worried if I was a Colts fan. Yeah. Um, El Clasico happened the other day in Miami. Uh, Saturday as well. Big Saturday night. Barcelona beat Real Madrid in what was a pretty entertaining exhibition match in Miami. 3-2. Uh, to two. No Ronaldo, but still some good action, I thought. Uh, Tyler and I watched it together. You know, it was entertaining, to say the least. Uh, Broncos general manager John Elway agrees to a five-year deal to stay in Denver. Sources said the deal will make Elway the highest-paid general manager in the league. Uh, they didn't reveal the value of it. I think he's done a good job, Tyler. He's run through three coaches in four years, though, so... I think uh, it's he's not still really got a top fault, defense. Yeah. We're coming cool. on the downtrend, though. Well, we'll see. We'll see how to... their quarterback situation plays. Yeah, find a quarterback in this league. Yeah. Um, Xavier Rhodes, NFL Network insider Ian Rapport reported Sunday morning that the Vikings agreed to terms on a five-year contract extension worth $70 million. Uh, he adds that the deal includes $41 million in guarantees along with $12 million signing bonus. Reactions? Well, you know, I've, he had a great year last year, and he really burst on the scene last year. Mm -hmm. um, I think he was a really good corner for the Vikings, I think on one of the top defenses in the league. Coding to pro football focus, Xavier Rhodes was the top-rated corner last year. Mm -hmm. So paying him this money makes sense. You want to keep that guy around because he did a great job. He got into so last year he was getting into Odell Beckham's yeah he had a, a good lot, game against really messed with him and uh, that's what you need a uh, at least in today's NFL is a guy that can shut down their number one option. 
Yeah, last year he had um, career high five picks, most by a Viking since 03, and he allowed the second lowest reception percentage among all players that were targeted at least 75 times. Uh, JJ Watt had an interesting tweet. Uh, our lockers have been next to each other for over a year, and I just found out that DJ Reader doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Says fossils are fake. I mean, you'd think you know someone. There's a long Twitter exchange between the two. What was there? There was, and uh, other people obviously got involved with mm-hmm. it, and they were thinking uh, DJ Reader was uh, an idiot, basically. Right. Well, well, I mean... Where do you think those fossils are from? Yeah. Says they're fake. <laughs> they just made them? Yeah. Allen Iverson uh, was an unexpected no-show at the Big 3 game in Dallas. Uh, he didn't show up for his team's Big 3 game on Sunday. It was unexpected. Uh, the league, I guess, you know, I forget that the Big 3 is like a legit league. Uh, they had a they had a statement basically. They said we had no advance warning and do not have any information as to all the circumstances surrounding his absence. The league is launching an investigation to gather all the facts and then we'll make an informed official statement. I didn't know they had enough resources to make launch an investigation. Wasn't it like I don't know a few weeks ago that you know they were at Philadelphia but he didn't end up playing. Yeah, you know? I don't know what's going on with them. Just seems kind of disorganized there at the big three league. Yeah. I haven't watched it since that first week. Either have I. If you look at the ratings, they just keep dropping. I guess people are. I have no interest anymore. Yeah. I really don't. Really, um, Allen doesn't either. Yeah. Well, that is true. I didn't know that they could launch an investigation. You know, I just literally think it's just Ice Cube in an office. Yeah. Well, there's probably a couple more people there. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Steph Curry was seen uh, dancing and mocking uh, LeBron James to the song, you know, first day out, hit the rolly with the rolly store or whatever at Harrison Barnes' wedding. Uh, Kyrie was in the video. He was at the, he was at Harrison Barnes' wedding. Interesting, number one. Uh, number two, he was in it, and uh, he was laughing and loving it. Do we make anything of this, Garrett? Yeah, definitely confirms the uh, Kyrie definitely wants out and does not like LeBron at all. <laughs> you reading into that a little, or...? He seemed to love it. Right. And all, with all these rumors circulating, I think that definitely confirms it. People coming for LeBron's throat, huh? Yeah. Steph just mocking him like that? Yeah. I guess it's all in good fun. Sort you think of. it's all in good fun? No. Tyler? I didn't even know Harrison Barnes and Kyrie were friends. Yeah, neither like did I. Enemies, because, you know, one went to UNC, one went to Duke, and then yeah. they were obviously on opposite teams in the finals, so I don't yeah. know how they became friends. It's interesting. Well, that's, that's the league nowadays. Everybody's friends. You know? Garrett's sick of it. <laughs> We're the enemies, right? Well, I think LeBron. Well, the enemies are on LeBron. the same teams now. Right. Yeah. Kyrie and LeBron are on the same team. They don't like each other, but he's good with Steph, I guess. I think it's LeBron versus the, the world here. All right. That was uh, top stories. Interesting couple stories there. Let's move on to Lev Bell, Le'Veon Bell. He is uh, yet to report to Steelers training camp, which is interesting. He has remained in communication with Tomlin and the Steelers. Uh, he did not sign the tender that allow him to play uh, that will pay him $12.12 million this season under the team's franchise tag. Because he remains unsigned, Bell's not contractually obligated to be at training camp. He was quoted saying, I'm going to play football. I understand from the Steelers' side, it's not personal against me. It's all business. said, it's not personal with them either. I'm just trying to do what's best for me and my family. He wants a bigger deal. He wants to restructure the way running backs get paid. 
first uh, first thoughts on this, Tyler? Uh, well, he's. I'm thinking he just doesn't want to show up to to training camp just to get out of it, so he doesn't have to, you know, play in the preseason game. Which I don't know if he would, anyways. Can't he just say, "Hey guys, I don't want to play." Like, don't they honor? Web, he has though? no power to do that, right? I would think so, right? Yeah. Well, he has. He definitely has power not signing the tenure because well, he's technically not under contract. Yeah. Uh, he says, I saw a report that he's still in contact with the Steelers, so they're talking to him regularly, so that would make you think that there he's going to play week one. Yeah. So if he doesn't, however, that would be probably not good for the Steelers. Not good at all. This uh, 12.1 makes him the highest paid running back in the league. Doesn't who's, their, who's their backup running back, though? Well, I know they drafted James Conner. Yeah. I don't know if he's their number two or number one guy as of right now since Le'Veon's not there, though. D'Angelo Williams still there? Mm. No, just, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, he was on, like, some, like, wrestling thing, like, a couple weeks ago. I saw a video of him. He was, like, doing a bunch of stuff, like, WWE stuff, not WWE. Oh. Okay. But he says he still wants to play football, though. Right. Right, because I remember actually they, the Cowboys contacted him to come play for them because of like with all the Zeke stuff or whatever. But he denied that he didn't want to play for the Cowboys. This is what I got on the Steelers depth chart. It looks up to date here. So I got Love Bell. Well, he's not there. James Conner, Niall Davis. So, I mean, they have guys, but not. I don't know where D'Angelo Williams went, but. I think he's unsigned. I think he's still free agent. Love Bell, does he deserve all the money in the world that he's asking for, Garrett? Well, I say, you know, he's he's really good. I think he's the best back in the league. And he says he wants to restructure restructure the way running backs get paid. You know, good for him. What does uh, that mean, though, restructure? Just get paid more? Yeah. Is that what that means? Just yeah. kind of set a new standard for running backs that, yeah. you know, Putting more value back on the running back. Like yeah, because for a while there, running backs, you know, they, they were going way downhill. Has that changed? I think. Well, I think now they're. You got a couple really elite up. running backs. Yeah, two. You got three at least. Maybe four. And then Leonard Fournette's coming into the league. Christian McCaffrey. I think running back. Still got David Johnson and yeah. Zeke, and just because they're super talented doesn't mean they're going to last super long term, though. Well, I think he still wants to get paid for the years that he is going to be there. That's understandable, I guess. Uh, well, I think, you know, he knows that. I think, you know, he's just trying to get running backs to get their money while they can. Because you look at someone like David Johnson for the Cardinals, who does a lot of the – gets so many yards rushing the ball and receiving that they feel like they should get paid, you know, as much as a wide receiver because they do receive out of the backfield, but also just get hard yards. Especially him, so, right? He was uh... – First player ever to have 100 yards rushing, 50 yards, yards, whatever. He he he's a he receiving had 100 back. Rushing yards in like how many straight games? A lot. Yeah. So, I mean, he did that, and Le'Veon Bell is obviously really good. So they feel like, or these running backs feel like they, at least the elite ones, feel like they should get paid more than they do because uh, I think it was Lashawn McCoy is the second highest paid. He's making eight million a year, mm-hmm. which is far less than the top receivers do. So these top running backs are getting paid way less than these top receivers do. Yeah, no, running backs, you know, they're exactly they're uh, asked to do a lot of things nowadays, you know, receive, you know, and still run. You know, a couple of years ago, they are just asked to just run the ball. 
nowadays you gotta catch. Well, he's the best receiving back for sure. Well, that's the difference between him and other running backs. Like other teams, like the Patriots, they got a running back. Yeah. At least like last year, Legarrette Blunt was the running back. Yes. And then you brought in like James White to go and catch balls, but uh, you know David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, they do both, so they feel like they should get paid like uh, a high end. A skill player like these receivers get paid. Antonio Brown said he talked to the, uh, Le'Veon over the phone for over two hours the other night, saying they need him there. How bad do the Steelers need them there for the Steelers this season? Well, if they want to beat the Patriots, he needs to be there. Yeah. Uh, in the AFC Championship, he went out in the second quarter, and their rush game was basically non-existent after that. I mean, it's not like he would have saved them, but they need him to be more Makes him a lot more one-dimensional, that's for sure. I mean, he's I think he's right, best uh, running back in the game, so it definitely helps to have him out there. Running ball, catching ball, doing what he does. But, you know, in the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, even up to the second quarter when he was playing, he wasn't that effective against the Patriots. But, you know... Opens up the pass game. Definitely opens up the pass game, helps everybody out a lot. How good are the Steelers going to be? I feel like we undervalued them a little bit in our over-unders. I think they're going to be super good. Well, they got to figure out their defense still. Well, we know James Harrison is lifting. We do know that. My He's goodness. I mean, I'm pretty sure every, a, a lot of our listeners follow him, but we would suggest following him if you just want to see weight being thrown around. On Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Imagine what he was doing like 10 years ago. I can't. I can't imagine. All right, uh, let's wrap this up here. Final thoughts. Garrett, what do you got here? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, I got a blood blister on my finger. Yeah. Uh, just for anybody out there. Right. How do you take care of this? At us on Twitter. Uh-huh. At Bros. Yeah, tweet us about a blood blister. I, do you pop it? Do you, is that what you do? I think you can pop it and just let it bleed a little. I wouldn't know. I, mean, I guess I could look it up on Google. Is it, it doesn't hurt, though, right? It's like hey, a decent size one. I mean, you press on it, it kind of hurts. Yeah, I would pop that thing. I don't know if I would. Uh, Tyler, fans, final thought. No, no, no. <laughs> if you're concerned about Garrett's health, you can add us at BPD Podcast on Twitter. There you go. Uh, my final thought is I had the Colts winning the AFC South in our AFC uh, preview. Uh, uh, I think it was podcast number five. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be true. If uh, Andrew Luck's going to have to miss the first couple games, mm-hmm. they're facing uh, the Rams in Arizona and Cleveland the first three weeks. So those aren't necessarily elite teams, so they still might be able to win. But I, this Colts team revolves around Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly elevates them. So without him, if he has to miss a few games, they're going to, I think they're going to lose even to. They're going to be down early in the division if they. Don't have them in the beginning of the season. Honestly, I don't think they can beat the Rams without Andrew Luck. Or Cleveland, for that matter. I mean, well, maybe Cleveland. Well, we, know, but. Andrew Luck has bailed them out, so we don't really know how bad or good they are. We'll find out. I mean, he's really put the team on on his back for the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, and he's got to stop running a little bit. It's not necessarily the only problem. It's their offensive line. Terrible. Let him get hit. They yeah, lack talent on that team. Sacked second most times last year by any quarterback. Tough to see your your guy get hit that many times. Sacked. Well, what is he, the highest paid player? Or second? No. Derek Carr, I think. If you're going to pay that much for 
you know, an asset, you need to protect that protect asset. asset yeah. So throw some money. If you're gonna the get a Ferrari, you might as well get some car insurance. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Andrew Luck, whole line. That's the analogy there. All right, that's my whole thing. Uh, my big thing is the Vikings and their secondary and their defense. They got a lot of young guys. You know, they got that purple pe- people eaters. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, their defense is going to be stout. And if they, if Sam Bradford can figure out a way to throw the football and be effective, uh, you know, they could be dangerous. Up what there. happened to them last year, though? They had their bye <laughs> week and then they just. I don't know like, what happened to them. I really don't. The mojo. Yeah, actually. Like, I, I don't know what happened. They were 5 0, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm impressed with their defense. They're young, they're fast, they're talented. They're paying them too. I like that, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings can do. You know, they have talent. It's just quarterback. That's what it always is for the Vikings. Uh, that's going to conclude our episode today. We thank you for listening, wherever you may be listening. Uh, you know, feel free to share this with a friend. I think that would that we'd like that. You'd like that as well. And, uh, you know, we'll have another one coming later this week. And until then, see you next time.